0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's
1: beginning
2: to look. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to all of our friends along the Locked On Texans Network. Instead of going over all of our Texans' festivist grievances for this one, we're going to keep this light, have some Christmas conversation You're also going to hear a conversation about Christmas I had with Texans defensive lineman Carlos Watkins. We're going to do all sorts of stuff in this show. It'll be fun. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land, also host of the Houston Sports Talk podcast, along with my regular co-host, Brian Patterson, who's in charge of fanside, it's houseofhouston.com. And thanks for sledding into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. Yeah, I said sledding. Why not? You know, it's Christmas and and Brian, instead of the usual Texans analysis, why not have a little bit of Christmas fun on Christmas Eve? I was thinking we could go over our favorite movies and songs from Christmas. And, you know, I just don't see a Clay Walker song being one of our favorites. I know he's got a special place in some of the Texans hearts, but uh, no, I don't think I don't think he's going to be one of our favorite songs, although he does have a Christmas album called appropriately enough. Christmas, but he wasn't on your list of uh, favorite songs, right? Uh,
0: far from it. Um, although Clay you know, Walker is very talented, I've, I've never been much fond of uh, country music. So, you know, but the fact that he came up with football time in Houston, he will forever hold a place in Texas franchise history. And uh, his his tagline, especially when he sells this to people who need his services for the national anthem, is two minutes or less. So, you definitely can see that he has clock management skills.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he, we need to get him uh, up in the booth i guess for uh, bill o'brien to go to but hey yeah. it's christmas so we'll give you a break on this one bill and move on from there but before we share our christmas favorites let's hear what carlos watkins has to say i started off by asking him what his favorite christmas song was
1: i don't know man i always like rocking the jingle bells you know it's just it's just a classic to me you know i, I caught myself walking around the house the other day just singing it out loud and DJ happened to be there. We just started singing it. So I don't know. I just like rocking the jingle bells.
2: Can you play Christmas songs in an NFL locker room or would you be made fun of? Have you, have you ever heard uh, in, in a locker room ever Christmas music, maybe uh, in college or in high school or anything?
1: I mean, you can let it ride. You know, practice, you know, practice days, not before a game. I don't think that would get everybody in the right, you know, kind of mindset, listening to Christmas music. But, yeah, you can let it ride like now you know would be a good time just while we're chilling in the locker room just to get the good vibes Christmas vibes so I mean yeah I don't think they would laugh at me well they probably would honestly so I probably wouldn't do it
2: <laughs> but uh I don't think it's bad maybe JJ could get away with it or shot if if they started it then Def- people would be okay with it
1: definitely him uh JJ you know DJ Dunny I don't think nobody says nothing to him because he controls the ones and twos so you know I, I reader. Think, you talking know, my reader nah dj uh dj dunny oh okay oh, okay dj okay. dunny cuz okay. he got he got a you got to put a dj on front of him but uh but yeah he he runs the music in the locker room so nobody's ever says nothing to him
2: what's the present that you remember the most growing up is there anything that sticks out for you uh, a christmas present anything maybe football related did you did you get footballs or uh, stuff for for football when you were a kid i can't tell
1: you how old i was but we got a, a mini cross rocket and a and a go-kart for Christmas. That's probably, like, one of my best gifts ever. Your parents were okay with this? Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, it was a mini crash rocket, and then the golf, the go-kart had, like, rails on it. So it was like we weren't doing anything crazy. And we stayed in the country, so. But I think I think those two things, me and my brother, that was a good Christmas.
2: Did you guys get hurt on that ever? Any any accidents?
1: Nah, nah, nah. I mean, I think we wrecked the the crash rocket a few times, but the go-kart... Nah, but I don't think we got messed up too bad.
2: That was Carlos Watkins and Brian. I'm guessing Bill O'Brien, his coach, would not want him racing any crotch rockets in the locker room or around the facility these days. It sounds a little bit, could, could be a little bit dangerous. I don't know. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I I don't think that he, sh- he should be doing that, especially, you know, endangering his uh, fellow teammates. But it sounds like a lot of fun. You know, at first I thought he said that Brandon Dunn was the DJ. I was like, wow, that's something I didn't even know about Brandon Dunn, you know, because, you know, they're all a close unit. They get along with each other. But DJ Dunning, he's the guy that that gets all their music together. So uh, kudos for him. Uh, go-kart, that that was, you know, that's a great gift. It makes me recall you know, all the times, you know, as a family, we go up to this go-kart track off of I-45 North. I can't remember the name of it, and I doubt it's still open. I think it's like right off of 249. Uh, but, you know, just my dad and, you know, Bob and my brothers, we just go out there and race each other on the track. And then there's an arcade uh, inside. When Carlos talked about that, it reminded me of those memories because we would usually go around the holidays whenever they would have time off. Because both of my parents were hardworking, and, you know, sometimes they may have not always been able to be around because they're at work. You know, we sometimes had to take care of ourselves whenever we got home from school. You know, I was a latchkey kid. I'm proud to say it, and I have turned out just fine, I guess.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're you're okay. Did you have a favorite Christmas gift? Uh, I'm I'm trying to think, like, for me, I don't remember anything that sticks out a, 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 a ton. You know, I would... I'm thinking of sports. You know, I'd get baseball cards, I guess, stuff like that. There's nothing that really sticks out, though, as a gift. What I do remember uh, mostly is uh, this is my craziest (laughs) memory is my dad. One time we we walk out or he says, hey, I got to show you this. We walk outside in the backyard and there's there's marks uh, in the yard that look like tracks or something, you know, these small markings in the grass. And he goes, yeah, this is where Santa's uh, sled touched. You know, his sled was right here. You know, you could see the tracks. Uh, I just found this or whatever. So it was, it was what, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know what he did, but it was very creative. And I, I don't even know if I've asked him, I, I might've asked him and he didn't remember th- remember this, but I know what happened. Cause this is too, too vivid for me.
0: One of the, my most memorable gifts uh, as a kid was my first bike. I mean, I it was a, uh, I, I think it was a, a Schwinn. It was a mountain bike. And I kept that bike forever and I went everywhere and it. I just felt like I was king of the road uh, whenever I got it.
2: Yeah. Every time you get your first bike, it, it yes. is a big deal. It, yeah, I remember that, too. That it's a big deal when you get the first bike and everything. That, that, that's good. Hey, we got to talk about Christmas movies because I know, you know, everybody out there, this time of year, you're, you got a movie that you want to see and, and we got to get into this. We're going to rate our movies from uh, number five to number one. Uh, so we'll get into that shortly, but make sure you follow Lockdown NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. We always remind you about this, but hey, it's cool. It's you get all the local experts in one feed if you just follow it on Twitter. And it's perfect when the games are going on simultaneously on Sundays or when news is breaking you know, it's just, it's the perfect way to keep up with everything that's going on in the NFL. And then on Instagram, same thing, Locked on NFL Net. You get the major stories and just a little short bites, a perfect little bite sized audio. You can hear what's going on uh, from the different teams, whoever you were trying to keep up with. Just make sure you follow Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, Brian, give me your top five Christmas movies. Let's go from number five to number one. What's number five on your list? Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. You cannot go wrong with Chevy Chase.
0: No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here just laughs all the way. One of my favorite moments is when he just goes on a, a cursing spell talking about his boss. How about he didn't get his Christmas bonus? I won't repeat what he said, but it was just one of the most hilarious moments. But I love the whole Vacation series. I love me some Chevy Chase as well.
2: I'm a fan of the original Vacation. Me too. It, it's good. I don't know. I just never felt it with, the, with Christmas Vacation as much. But my number five, a Christmas Story. Fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. How about Christmas Story? Is that, is that anywhere on your list? It, it's not, and I have only
0: seen it maybe just a few times. I know it's a staple, a holiday, uh, you know, it's a holiday staple in terms of, you know, what everybody's watching. Uh, and, and it is just, you know, the moments of when he stuck his tongue to the pole. It just had, it didn't really resonate with me as it should have. I, I, I just... I don't have it in my top 5, but it's definitely like I would say in my top 15.
2: Yeah, you don't have to you don't have it doesn't have to resonate with everybody. And the thing is, I think I would have this higher on my list, but it's just gotten so overplayed to the point where uh I, I'm I I don't have the feels for it as much as I used to, but I did see uh the other day they had where are all the Christmas story people right now and that was great. It was fantastic. I think it was on something crazy like Pop TV or whatever. What's no, what's number four on your list?
0: Number four on my list is the preacher's wife, and you, know, you may have not heard of this movie, Rob, but it starred Whitney Houston and Denzel Washington. It was written by the late Penny Marshall, uh, not written but uh, directed by the late uh, Penny Marshall. Um, just a great movie altogether, totally about Christmas, about you know a, a housewife in the church. You know, there, there's just a storyline of just you know, it's one of those stories that you just want to root for. And Denzel Washington's like a guardian angel. You know, he comes down to a church that's beleaguered, you know, is falling in disrepair. And it's about to get bought out by a real estate Mongol played by uh, the late uh, Gregory Hines. So uh it, it, it's one of my favorite movies in terms of, you know, family. And, you know, Penny Marshall has her imprint just about everywhere in Hollywood was one of my favorite movies. And a lot of people are going to mention, you know, you know, uh, League of Their Own or, you know, uh, you know, her work on Laverne and Shirley when she was an actress. But this was truly one of my favorites. And I I watch it around the holidays every time. The soundtrack was one of the highest grossing. I think it was the best selling gospel track of all time. So Whitney
2: Houston, that's it. Whitney Houston. Yes. You got Whitney Houston in a soundtrack. And I, of course, I've heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's Whitney so I, of course I know but I, I I haven't seen that one. Yeah. My number 4 is very this very traditional kids movie but I saw it, you know, as an adult of course and it was fantastic. Polar Express uh which is oh, yeah. with Tom Hanks it's a Bob Zemeckis film. Bob Zemeckis who did of course Forrest Gump and uh, Back, to the, Back the to the Future. Yeah, yeah. I mean Polar Express it's such a sweet uh, movie that kind of, it gives you that feel of being a kid, and, and and to me, seeing it on TV, it's it's just not the deal. I saw it in a movie theater. I saw it IMAX 3D, and I saw it a couple of different times here in Houston in IMAX 3D. It was really good in 3D because it's you're on a train, and it makes you feel like you're in that train ride. And you know, Tom Hanks, of course, uh, he's playing all these different roles, and it's got. Great soundtrack, some original stuff. They've got the old classic music, which I, I always love the classic stuff. But yeah, Polar Express is my number four. What, what you got at three?
0: Number three, it's definitely going to be It's a Wonderful Life.
2: Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas Merry Christmas,
0: George. My seventh grade English teacher, I think her name was uh, Mrs. Hefner. She showed it, you know, right around the holidays before the holiday break, and it quickly became one of my favorite movies because it's all of What if things happen this way? You know, what if my life would have went this way? You know, Clarence, you know, Jimmy Stewart, big fan of Jimmy Stewart and his acting, Donna Reed. You know, I used to watch Nick at Night myself, you know, my, my parents watched that, so I kind of watched that as well. You know, just some key uh, characters in that movie, and um, I could watch it again and again. And then the little girl who says, you know, every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings. You know, just 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 a cute story, and it was in black and white at first. I saw saw the black and white version and then i saw the colorized version as well when they redid it, it it's just truly a, a, a movie that it holds a special place in my heart
2: yeah you, you don't have to convince any of us that are listening because i i think that's it's a pretty big deal for most people and coincidentally yeah it was my number three too so i'm right there with you and wow and it, it the thing about it's a wonderful life is forget about Chris; it's just one of the all-time classic film i mean it's it's in the Top 100 list, American Film Institute. There's no argument there. So what's what's two on your list?
0: Two is going to definitely be planes, trains, and automobiles. It is truly uh, one of my favorite... Uh, movies of all time. I mean, nonstop laughs. It's about two guys using every way they can uh, to get home. And John Candy and Steve Martin have an excellent rapport. There's just so many scenes I could come up with, especially when John Candy's driving between two trucks and looks like the trucks are going to hit him, And, you know, they're all panicking like they're going to die and everything. And then they get out just fine. That was a John Hughes movie, by the way. Oh, yeah.
2: John Hughes wrote the movie and I'm a big John Hughes fan, so but it's one of those John Hughes movies that I just never got into. I, I tried to watch it, you know, I got about half to three fourths of the way through. I, I think the my, my big issue with, with the movie was John K- Candy's character is this very annoying character. He's supposed to be very annoying. But the problem is he was so annoying that I was annoyed. <laughs> So I couldn't get into it. I just, I just didn't like it because it was like Candy's character was getting on my nerves too much. So. Good old
0: Dale Grip, if you know, you, he's a guy that you know. Yeah, he's annoying, but you, you love him because inside he has a good heart. He lost his wife in the movie. He's going around selling sh- shower curtain rings, <laughs> and, um, and at the beginning of the movie, you know it's going to be good because it starts off with Steve Martin in a young Kevin Bacon. It's hard to get a taxi in New York to begin with, especially back in the day. They're trying to compete against each over one cab and it's just amazing how they just jump over different things go out in the middle of the street and then Kevin Bacon eventually gets in the cab but yeah you just knew it was going to be a good movie especially with that scene
2: yeah I remember that scene I I saw it (laughs) that was at the beginning of the movie so I didn't see that one my number two (laughs) Love Actually yeah there's some some sappiness to it for sure and a little bit over the top and some of it you're like, oh, come on with that! But there's there's so many great storylines that are going on through it. So if you don't like this storyline or that storyline, there's another storyline that's maybe that you you do love or whatever. It's just it's one of those ones where you flip over in the middle and you start and you can't stop watching it. So Love Actually is my number two. All right, give me the reveal. What's your big number one? Number one has got to be Die Hard, and I don't care what anybody says. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It was
0: set in Christmas. Bad things are happening during Christmas, and this is a movie that put Bruce Willis on the map. I mean, I think before then, I want to say that Blind Date was before then with he he and Kim Basinger. No, 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 no,
2: no. no. The thing that put Bruce Willis on the map was one of my all-time favorite TV shows back in the day. Moonlighting, baby. That's what put him on the map. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Well, I noticed Bruce Willis. He came on the scene to me when he played in Die Hard. I am a action movie junkie. And that is one of the best that was ever made. He what came up with three different sequels. I think he did one over the past 10 years. Die Hard, you know, top number one Christmas movie. A lot of characters uh, got their start in that movie. It's just lovable characters uh, in in that movie.
2: All right. There's nothing more classic Christmas than my number one. Miracle on 34th Street. You got Santa. Oh. Uh, you got the Macy's parade going on in the movie. You've got it's. It is an absolute classic. I mean, the I'm talking about the original Natalie Wood when she was a little girl, who's just adorable in the movie. But just a, a wonderful message. I'll give you a couple ones, Brian, that I, I think are very underrated. Uh, uh, one of them. I this is not underrated, but this is one that. I got to throw in there. You know, Charlie Brown Christmas is still works. I mean, the special is, is just a classic, but I'm going to give you my underrated movie. Did you ever see The Family Stone?
0: I haven't seen it all, but yes, I remember when that movie came out, but I, I cannot give a good analysis on it because I haven't seen it all the way through.
2: Yeah, this is a great <laughs> cast. Fantastic cast. Sarah Jessica Parker, Rachel McAdams, Diane Keaton, Dermot Mulroney, Luke Wilson, Claire Danes, Craig T. Nelson. I mean, just the list goes on and on. Really good roster there. And then, you know, it, it's uh, it's really, su- it turns out really sweet, you know, at, at the end. But it, there's some definite, you know, great comedic moments as well in the movie. And uh, yeah, it, that's, that's an underrated one for me. Any underrated ones, anything that we haven't mentioned, Brian, yet? You're surprised we haven't talked about of the Christmas films?
0: Just kind of wanted to, to, to dovetail a little bit on uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I grew up on that What I think it came out in 1968, so even when I was a kid, it still was fresh when it, it, it plays every Christmas. I just want to give a shout-out to Vince Guarardi. He is the guy that comes up with the instrumentals. Like, when Schroeder's playing the piano, that's actually Vince's trio uh, out there. So the soundtrack itself is good. No Tannenbaum. you got you got to play that, you know, during Christmas. I mean, it's just a beautiful... Beautiful, beautiful uh, track. Um, it's one of my favorites uh, uh, from him. It's uh, just, just an instrumental track, and it's just, it's just the tune of you know when you're singing, "Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree." Yeah, so that's that's one of my favorites. But the movie that's kind of underrated here that we haven't mentioned is Home Alone. I grew up on that. I was about, uh, I'm trying to remember the kid's name, Macaulay Culkin. Yes, I, I was about his age whenever uh, that was going on. So I really could relate to it. And you're thinking about, what if that happened to me? What if my parents left me alone? How would I be able to manage? How would I be able to survive? And uh, so that that still is a, a favorite movie of mine. I haven't seen it in years, but uh, but certainly uh, I remember you know watching that
2: growing up as a kid. I haven't seen it, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I never did see One it. One of
0: the most successful movies of all time. Yeah, you might want to get on it. Even the sequel, I think, did really well, too, with uh, all the characters in it.
2: Yeah, I've seen little pieces of it. I, I think mm-hmm. maybe that was a movie that if I would have seen when I was a little kid, it was you know mm-hmm. well past my age range when it mm-hmm. came out. I mean, I've, I'm guessing I was probably around 20 or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just something that I I never did see. I don't know if I would be all that into it. That's why I haven't seen it. Like Die Hard, I haven't seen that one either.
0: Oh, you got to see it. And it's it's a trilogy, so you know, yeah, one, two, and three. You need to watch those. I think if you're into action movies, I don't I don't know how much you're into action movies and blood and gore and people getting shot and thrown off roofs. But if that's your thing, I think you should do it because Bruce Bruce Willis is a bad mofo, and I will put it right there for you.
2: Let me just say though, you mentioned uh, Charlie Brown Christmas music and Vincent uh, Gerard is a what? What's the name again? Guaraldi, Guaraldi. I think it's Guaraldi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, Guaraldi. So, so yeah, it's on my iPod. I mean that, and I love mm-hmm. it. And you know, it's something I was thinking about. Like when we're looking at our favorite Christmas songs, I'm like, ah. Eh. Am I going to include that or not? But I'm glad you mentioned it. I don't have it on there, but I'm glad you mentioned it. because. And we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas songs. But before we get there, just want to remind everybody, if you love the show, spread the word. Do it for Christmas. Hey, that's the gift that we need. Support us by sharing our show links on your uh, whatever your social media uh, that you use, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Maybe write us a nice review on iTunes. You can email us at LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. For questions or comments, we want you to be a part of the conversation. Again, it's LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. So, Brian, what's your favorite Christmas song?
0: My favorite Christmas song is uh, certainly going to be uh, Christmas and Hollis uh, by Run DMC, which is also the tagline for die hard i mean it talks you know run the mc talks about growing up they're from new york and talks about what christmas is like growing up in hollis queens which is you know a a section of queens you know you you know people who are you know actually from there it gave me a real good depiction of what things are like you know and then looking at some of my favorite lyrics uh, here you know coming up just talking about his mom and what she would have ready put gifts under Christmas trees. I'm already getting hungry after he gets to that part of the song. And that's representative of what our family dinner will likely be this year and what it's been in the past, you know, because that's <laughs> that's what we have. And so it's just scrumptious. And it just the beat, just the, you know, it's been used countless times. I think they're using it for a commercial now. I mean, when you hear... That song, when you hear that beat, which was sampled off another uh, song that came out in the late 60s, it really resonates with you, and you know exactly what it is. It's Run DMC's, one of their signature songs. They probably didn't expect
2: it to be a hit, but look what it's done now. For you younger listeners, go look up Run DMC. They're legends. (laughs) It's good stuff. I think we're showing
0: our age, man. (laughs) All right.
2: Mine is uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, Darlene Love classic. It was played every year on – or she came every year on David Letterman's show. And I just – it was like the tradition was Dave's tradition, but it became your tradition to wait that week of uh, Christmas and hear Darlene Love sing it. It's just perfect. It's it's the perfect song. It's upbeat. It's fun. It's awesome. And I would also recommend, it's from the album, A Christmas Gift for You. It's the 60s album. It's got that Phil Spector wall of sound. Phil Spector produced it. Now kind of a little bit nuts in jail and all this stuff happened in his life. But the guy yeah. was a genius. And go, go find that album because uh, it, it's brilliant. There's different musicians on there. And then Darling Love also does Christmas Time for the Jews, which uh, the SNL, they did the uh, TV fun time, and it's hilarious. Uh, The animation is fantastic. This is, I think, back in the mid-2000s. I just saw a really good oral history of it. Question for you,
0: was Phil Spector the guy with the crazy hair?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the guy (laughs) that, he did so many of the great '60s songs, and he used like yeah. the wall of sound because of all the instrumentation and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I also have to throw out a couple of other songs. First of all, Nat King Cole, to me, the guy's voice was made for Christmas music, and yes. the Christmas song, the great, you know, Chest. Everybody knows Chestnuts Roasting Chestnut on Open Fire. That that his version is the ultimate fire. version, I think, and the, and he's got a whole Christmas album, which is beautiful and fantastic movie. and you know I, I love the classics and Bing crosby white christmas but you know you also can't go wrong with uh, just a big choir singing silent night brian i mean that just you know it still kind of gives you a little uh Maybe a tear in the eye or something like that. It, it's it's really nice.
0: I'm shocked you haven't mentioned Mariah Carey's uh, <laughs> All I Want for Christmas is You. I'm kind of all Christmas out after I hear that. It's been played so many times. And it's one of the best-selling, I think the best-selling Christmas songs of all time. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm shocked you didn't bring that up just for the fact of that. <laughs> I, I was <laughs>
2: thinking about it. I was thinking you about are. it. <laughs> yeah, no, and Love Actually, you know, it's, it's in the movie. It's not her That's version, right. but there's another version of that song but it's probably the only sort of modern i mean it's 20 25 years old now or something like that but in the last 20 25 years it's really the only christmas song that's sort of become a classic i guess in in the last 20 to 25 years it seems like
0: you think about Christmas music now, it's usually a remake. It's it's a, uh, a cover of what was come up with in the past, but Mariah actually comes out with something that's original and fresh, and it has stayed fresh for you know nearly three decades now, and I'm pretty sure the royalties that are you know, she's getting off of that track, they're still rolling in. For a while there, the NBA on the Christmas games, and we'll have to see this this year, they were using her song a lot during the games, like on commercial breaks
2: and whatnot. I hope everybody's opening up their presents as they're listening to this. Well, you got something you want. (laughs) But uh, for those uh, of you that uh, are looking forward to some more Texans podcasts, we're going to skip tomorrow, Christmas Day. We're going to take the day off, but we've got the crossover coming up. We're going to talk about the final game of the season, our friends over with Locked On Jaguars. We're going to get that one on Wednesday. On Thursday, we've got another show, Brian and I, Uh, haven't decided what we're going to get into, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be some news by then that uh, maybe we're going to have some, maybe a little bit of an idea of who's going to be playing and who's not by the time Thursday rolls around. We hope so, but that's all we got for this one. Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a wonderful holiday season. And as always, thanks for making us a part of your week.
0: You are locked on Texans your daily Houston Texans podcast,
2: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.